Hey, this is Leon Poe, man. You're listening to Causeway Street Podcast. Enjoy the show, man. It's always good. Team Ambassador, Boston Celtics, Leon Poe, baby. Holla. All right, back with another episode of the Causeway Street Podcast. Josue Pavone here, Joel Pavone, Sean Dutra. The Boston Celtics are struggling once again. Kyrie Irving is talking once again. So here we are once again talking about his leadership and what he needs to do to help this team, what the Celtics need to do, or I should say Brad Stevens needs to do to help this team as they uh, look to finish strong, I guess, between now and the end of the regular season. Or is it all about the playoffs? Like Kyrie Irving said after losing to the Chicago Bulls over the weekend, 126-116. to um, I don't know where you guys had this ranked in terms of the worst losses of the regular season, but in my opinion, it's at least top three, right? I mean, there's the Phoenix Suns get lost, there's the Knicks loss, there's this loss. I mean, where do you guys feel this loss ranks in terms of the worst of the regular season, and how is this team going to move forward? That's what we're going to try to figure out. Uh, we've got Chris Villani going to be joining us momentarily. We'll look ahead because the Celtics schedule doesn't get any easier after tonight's game. Uh, Sean Dutra, are you going to be ready for that this time? Yeah, man, I'm always ready for that. You know that. Yeah, sounds about right. Joel, <laughs> in case you way, missed it, we'll wrap way, things up the way we always do. I just want to say one thing. I'm and, so uh, sick of this freaking team, man. We'll try to figure this thing out. Okay. So sick of this team. All right, let's get right into it then. Sick Real quick Kyrie. before we get Chris Vellani on here. Um, how, <laughs> sick of this guy. Uh, what, do you, what do you most well, – is, is, is it Kyrie Irving? You say, you say you're sick of this team, but it sounds like, it sounds yeah, like you're, you're really you're, upset with Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Sick, of, sick of Kyrie. Sick of Kyrie, man. It's yeah, funny so. because you've been questioning Kyrie since September pretty much. So I just – I guess it's fitting that you're still upset with Kyrie. I just – should have it figured out by now this team should have it figured out by now we're entering into march and we have no clue who this team is <laughs> i had to think about that too we entered the march or february yeah that's right march yeah. march okay. yeah. and we have no clue who this team is or what this team is going to do absolutely no, no clue identity issues yes identity that sounds no, about right they have an identity they're just an inconsistent Talented team. That's not good. <laughs> but that's their identity. You don't like it, but that's their identity. All right, so I when agree with say, you. When people say they don't have an identity, no, it's just that they don't have the identity that they want. By the way, their team. To yeah, have. but can yeah. we can we agree with the or fact they should that, have? But can we agree right. with the fact that they do come to play when it comes against the bigger teams? Which is why I think a lot of the things that Kyrie Irving had to say alludes to that fact that. He, they're not afraid to knock off a team like the Bucks, like the Sixers, like the Pacers. We've seen them do it throughout the regular season. It's just finding that level of consistency to bring that level of energy for every single night. I mean, that's why we're talking about a fifth-place team in the Eastern Conference right now. But say if they had beaten the Bucks and then lost to the, to, the, to the Bulls, wouldn't that be worse? No, not at all. I mean... No, not at all. It, it depends on what you're talking about in terms of, like, worse. Is it worse yeah. in the sense that... It's still them losing a game, or is no, it worse no, because that, they lost against a team like the Bulls? Listen, exactly. here's the problem. Right. Here's here's my problem, though, is that this whole thing, people like, there's always something going on with Kyrie, right? The All Star Game thing was a big, a big topic. Why is he missing the last two games and then going to play in the All Star Game? Well, he better be ready to go against Milwaukee. And guess okay. what? Did he, he did not have a good game against Milwaukee? Yeah, but, but if he, if he hits the game, yeah, but if he, if he hits the game winner. Does it matter? Did he hit the game winner? No, but I'm saying, but if he had. Would he have hit it if he didn't play in the All-Star game? Maybe he would have. Maybe he would have had a little more gas, you know? Maybe he could have out, 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 uh, muscled Eric, uh, Eric Bledsoe there on the last play. How would he have? He, he did get fouled. He, he didn't know. Okay, that. let's not get into that. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. So we can get into. No, there was five. Him, him there being, was being, being gassed out because. Did you he read the NBA two minute report on that game? Yes, I did. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I read it from you. It, it, that, that, that foul was the least of our worries. 
Marcus Marsh should have a five second penalty. The tip was wrong. All the, that that was a debacle of refereeing. Okay, <laughs> so the oh, foul just went Tatum, through with it. Tatum, Tatum got fouled by heard, the Greek freak. I don't think I ever heard Sean use the word debacle. <laughs> <funny>. Absolutely debacle, <laughs> yeah. guys. I didn't get my nap in today. All right, <laughs> all right. I'm a little bit crazy. <laughs> yo, you've gone from like age to your late twenties to like forty eight. Yo, just <laughs> lay off me within the last ten months. All right. Nah, but I mean, it's still you still would be saying the same thing if Kyrie had still hit that because you're just like, oh, it's just one game, guys. It's just no, one game. No, no, because I think Man. no, that was a big. That's a that's a big game. I've never been. I've never sold him short when he's performed. It's when you lose and then you just can't deal with the losses. All right. Well, how do you feel about this then, Sean? All right. So After the game against the Bulls, right? Yeah. Kyrie Irving gets, the, gets a mic in front of his mouth, says, "I don't get frustrated about this stuff anymore. It's just part of the regular season. In the playoffs, when we can plan for it." as a team and prepare as a team, I still don't see anybody beating us in seven games. What's your response to that? Is that is that level, is that kind of confidence, does that reassure your your faith in what this team is going to be able to do in the postseason? Or do you read a comment like that and just say, okay, here's Kyrie again talking out of his ass? Yeah, not at all. I think the team is doomed to the postseason with that type see, of See, I don't believe that. I, I think I, Kyrie I mean, is right in the sense, and I like where his head is at. But when I hear a comment of, oh, well, why do you think everything's going to be okay? Oh, because I'm here. It's like, oh, okay, Kyrie. Okay, LeBron. Okay, of, LeBron. Yeah, exactly. Instead of instead of uh, trying to build up your team and say, no, it's because we have a great squad. No, it's because at the end of the day, when we play the top teams in the Eastern Conference, everyone finds a level of focus. Instead, it's like, oh, no, I'm going to save the day. No, see, he's... I, I don't know how I feel about I, that. I don't I'm not know. crazy about that. Yeah, and the but fact that's, 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 I, that's, I, that's I can't... That's where we're at at this point in the season. We're trying to dissect everything he says. Well, because he won't just shut the fuck up. So then if he didn't say anything, you would you still be happy? Yeah! I'd be, <laughs> I'd be thrilled! If he did, not know, man. Of so. course. If he was just, if he was just I like, think at this point in the season, you, no, no, yeah, every, yeah, yeah. Sean, you Kyrie, would be like, you would be like, everything, Kyrie, Kyrie. everything Kyrie does or, or, or doesn't do, okay. you're like, what the fuck, Kyrie? All right. No, 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 no. He I, said, fuck Thanksgiving. Oh my God, Kyrie. Yes. I'm saying <laughs> he has not said the right thing once. He has talked he so leftovers. much. He was, he talks, he talked to, so much shit <laughs> all year. That's what you said. That's exactly what you said. I was pissed about that too. That's like the third. That's like the third thing that pissed you off on, on, on the list of like ten. See, Kyrie should have just. Kyrie has made it a point. Kyrie has made it a point all year to say the wrong thing at the wrong time. He has no idea how any of this but works. What's, what's wrong with the playoff thing? I don't, he has I don't no mind idea that. how I don't any mind of this that. works. It's, it's the part where he sort of made it about himself. I'm not too crazy about. Yeah, but that's look, the whole point of what he's saying. If I mean, you ask I've me, been, I've been saying that all year long. Yeah, you put this team in the yeah, best of seven yeah. series against the Bucks or against the uh, Sixers, and I think this is going to come out. All right. it's, the, it's the Raptors. That's the one team I, that I think is sort of it's, it's 50-50. I agree with you, too. If Just the fact that they just lost to the Bulls. Like, if they didn't lose to the Bulls the way they lost to the Bulls, I'm with you. I know. I get it. It's only one game, but then it's the Bulls. It's the Knicks. It's the fucking Clippers after you blew a 28-point well, lead. that's why they're the fifth best team in the East instead of the third or second. Okay, that's what I'm saying. So then if they had a better – at least if they had a better away record, I'd be like, you know what? Maybe they can't pull this shit off. But if they don't, if they don't at least get the third seed, like, it's just – this is – it's whatever now I, for me at, at this point. I'm going to say I'm gonna say these two points. This is why I don't believe in Kyrie. First off, he's never, ever had one ounce of success in this league without being second fiddle to LeBron James. So if he wants to act like LeBron James, he has a lot to prove. Mm. Secondly, if he's going to come out after that Bulls game where, admittedly, you check the stat line, 37 points for Kyrie, I balled out that night. Team got blown out. 
But don't worry, guys. I balled out. Uh, me, 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 me. Everything's about Kyrie. He's not a team player. He doesn't fit into Brad Stevens' system. I think Marcus Smart and Marcus Morris and a lot of that frustration that maybe we thought was about the young guys, maybe they was about Kyrie. And they have to just deal with him because he puts up 37 points on a given night. And he is talented, but he's a diva. He doesn't fit in Boston. And what what are, what is when is Danny Ainge going to say enough is enough? What do you mean but enough what, is enough? It's, there's 20 <laughs> games left in the season. What are you going to say? We're going to bench Kyrie? Because no, Jimmy, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like we've been waiting to get this talent, and now that you get the talent, we were had a better record last year. All right. So then, without, all right. Yeah, no, okay. not last so, year, but, but the year before. On the so postseason, yeah, when he puts up 35 exactly. points exactly. a night, you're going to be fucking shaking your Celtics sure. palm, palm, sure, and going nuts because you're going to say, "Oh, here we go. Kyrie actually can ball low. Oh, but here we go. Celtics are back in the Eastern Conference Finals. Well, maybe it is. Maybe it is. But I'm just saying, like, it's is it sustainable, or or I mean. There is and uh, and if it happens, I'm I, obviously I'll be I'll be saying good, great. He's finally performing. The team's finally performing where they need to go. But there is just as likely a scenario right now that they're going to get booted in the second round of the playoffs as they'll make it to the Eastern Conference Finals or Finals or have a good deep playoff run. The way it looks right now, there is a very high likelihood that this team is going to flame out in either the first or second round of the playoffs and. Sure, talent wins in the NBA. I hear that all the time. But this type of attitude I don't think can win, legitimately win. When I mean win, I mean a championship basketball in the NBA. I just don't think it, I sadly, don't think it can happen. Sadly, that's the thought process for a lot of Celtics fans right now with what Sean is saying. Because they want to blame it on something. They want to find that, 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 that it. Like, why are the Celtics not the second, at least the second seed right now? Oh, it's Kyrie. No, it's because of what you said. They're losing games that they shouldn't be losing. No, I get you. But, but, then, it's, but, but then, it's also the fact that these guys, I mean, let's just face it. I don't know if it, if, 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 it should, if it should make a difference. I love what Charles Barkley had to say when he talked about how uh, he compared this team to uh, a Suns team that was able to go to the finals. They made it to the finals against the Bulls. Or, or no, actually, you know what? Maybe it was the year after. Either way, he said, look, teams don't have to necessarily like each other. You can still be successful. You can still reach a certain point in the playoffs. Yeah, teammates, yeah. You can be teammates. You can win. But at the end of the day, you're going to drop games here and there. And I think that's what we're seeing with this team. I think there are games where they're dropping because, one, they're not all on the same page. They don't all agree. Maybe they don't agree with their roles. Maybe they don't agree with the way uh, the other teammates go about their business. But when it comes to playing top-notch teams, you see the Celtics perform. And you've seen them knock off all the best teams. We'll see what happens against the Warriors when they go out to, to Cali. But, I mean, they've knocked out. All the top teams. And I think when it comes to Eastern Conference, you talk about a team like the 76ers. Man, talk about a, a Celtics team that's not only living in their heads, but they haven't dropped a game since May against but the wait, Sixers. Is it, if, if we're going to talk about the fact that the Celtics have dominated the 76ers this year, isn't that the regular season too? Like you can't you can't at the, in the same breath that you're saying, don't worry, it's the regular season, but then gives put stock into the wins against Philly, the wins against Milwaukee, and the and the well, they only have one win against Milwaukee, and the wins against Toronto, and the good record against the Pacers, or the, or the good record against the top seeded teams, and then at the same time take zero stock in the times that they get blown out by the Bulls and the Knicks. Yeah, but and they're the, not playing those teams in the playoffs, Sean. I'm That's t- the thing. That's my point. I just feel like, look, Kyrie has a point that is something that I believed in all season long. In a seven-game series against the Bucks or the Sixers, I'm taking the Celtics. It's a cop out. It's a cop out. It's a cop out to say. It's a cop out for him to say that after the Bulls lost. I agree with that. Yeah. That's why I don't 100. percent I don't 
100 percent agree with his attitude after a loss Thank like you. that. Yes, yes, okay. and I, I think but that, at this point, like though, you said, attitude reflects leadership. But like at this point, yeah, at this he's point, running out of options. I didn't what say what that, can you do? I didn't say that. Gary Bertier said that, man. All right. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's at what this, you're quoting him. No, but at this at this point, <laughs> can't replace a guy like Gary Bertier. You can't replace Gary Bertier. At this point, they're gonna have to do prove it to everyone on the road. That's that's like my, that's, that's my biggest thing. Like they're a better they team. Obviously, yeah. they're a better team at home. Which which like it's like night and day. Which is funny because guess what? Guess what? You could say going on the road is a little bit uh, of adversity, and this team does not respond well to adversity. Guess what? The playoffs is. It's adversity. I just don't think that this team, led by Kyrie, first and foremost, right, Kyrie Irving does not have the mental fortitude to leave a team into the playoffs. Okay. I just think that's I see what right. you're saying. I see what you're saying. You, Talent, yes. Mental, you think, no. All right. You think that that's the, that's, a, that's the problem. So then what's your solution? I, I never said I had answers over here. Bro. <laughs> so that's what I'm, like you're saying, no, like, oh, it's what? Kyrie. The it's solution. Kyrie. What's the so solution? What's, what's the solution? solution? Is that you – is that you – Shut the, down Kyrie? Like, no, you, no, what, what but you, you hold him accountable. Like the fact the Celtics have the Celtics are so scared of losing Kyrie next year. They're letting him do whatever he wants to do. No, but the Celtics the Celtics fans that are in your camp are holding him more accountable than they should hold than than than, than holding Brad Stevens. And Brad yeah. Stevens to me, he's the culprit. To me. Okay, but no, no, no. if you're gonna put it on Stevens then you gotta because I, I think Peel back the onion here, all right? You have Kyrie acting like a fool. That stinky ass onion. You have Kyrie acting like a fool. He's not getting any, and from what I see, and I don't know, and who knows, maybe Brad Stevens pulls him aside every day and says, now, Kyrie. What the fuck? Can you cut that out, all right? <laughs> and But the reason why he's why, not. Why, why do we assume that Brad's like this like nice guy? That, un, un, <laughs> like he has un, like no edge to him whatsoever. That that's all his conversations are like that with his players. I want to see. I think Brad, <laughs> or maybe maybe he is. But you know what? Even if that's if, the case, then he needs to be like, Kyrie, cut the fucking shit. That I don't even think, was uncanny, <laughs> I don't even think it goes that spot far. On. I don't even think he addresses it. I think Danny Ainge, <laughs> I think Danny Ainge has told Brad, just be like, yeah. We need to sign Kyrie next year. So then, make him feel comfortable. Then that's a horrible. That's horrible because it's not going to work. Then, you, then you're going to have to fire Brad Stevens at some point. Nah, I, nah, ah, okay, nah, yeah, man. Right, nah, so you then. let Kyrie walk. That's what. You, that's what you let happen. You let Kyrie walk. You build around Tatum. You're all, you're going to be all right. So all then, right. So then, why would Ainge say that? Then why right. would Ainge say that? No, I'm saying why would Ainge say, "Oh, let Kyrie do whatever," and then let him walk because <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. All right, let's uh, let's let's turn to our guests for some answers here. Let's uh, let's get to our guest of the of the show. We got Chris Villani of WEEI here to uh, give us his two cents on Kyrie Irving and the Boston Celtics. What's going on, Chris? Thanks for coming on. Hey, no problem, guys. Thanks for having me. So, I mean, it seems like every other week we we got a new comment out of Kyrie Irving, something that makes us all talk about his leadership and and sort of question the direction of this team. Uh, in light of his newest comments after the Chicago Bulls loss, the the fact that he's kind of a downplaying the loss, A, but B, also saying like, hey, don't worry. In the best of seven series, I mean, no one can really beat the Celtics. What do you what do you make of this kind of confidence out of Kyrie Irving? I mean, at this point, do you see it as uh, the best way of him getting his team to to be motivated and focused, or is this just another example of Kyrie Irving just talking way too much? Well, I, I don't mind him saying this necessarily because there is some truth to it, I think. When you look at the NBA and teams that kind of flip the switch once playoff time comes around, Kyrie's been part of teams like that in the past, and maybe he thinks Boston is is that type of team. And frankly, maybe they are. Uh, man for man, I still think they're as talented as anybody in the East, uh, and, and they can compete, although it looks like they're going to have to do it from a middle-of-the-pack seed rather than what uh, at least I thought at the beginning of the season would be 
uh, maybe the best team and the best record in the Eastern Conference. So I, I do like that, but there's clearly a disconnect between what Kyrie is thinking and at least what Marcus Smart is saying and some of the opinions of the other guys uh, in that locker room, including a guy like Smart who's been there longer than Kyrie, who's played for Brad Stevens, who's been through uh, the grind and had some success. And, uh, you know, he's looking at it and saying that the the effort is not there, that they uh, that they were embarrassing the other night. And frankly, they were. That's as embarrassing a loss uh, when you're playing a team that you beat by 50 earlier in the season. And you not only get beat, but they wipe the floor with you. That was a 10-point game that wasn't that close. So uh, it's nice to hear from Kyrie Irving because I guess it beats sniping at reporters, but at the same time, uh, is he the only one that, that believes it? Is he trying to convince himself? Is he trying to convince other people in the locker room? Because it's clear that that level of, of confidence and sort of letting it roll off is not shared by everybody in that Celtics locker room right now. Yeah, you make a good point. I, I think he hasn't, he sort of, I guess, hasn't really bought into the Celtics mentality, uh, especially under Brad Stevens. But let me ask you, are you concerned that Kyrie has never won a single thing in this league without LeBron James? And do you think that's seeping into his mentality? Well, I, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a star, such a star-driven league. I mean, you could almost take, take any superstar in the league right now and you can look at it and say, well, he hasn't won without X. I mean, LeBron hasn't won without at least one other great superstar on his team. He was without superstars a few times and managed to get to the finals, and he's clearly the best player. But, uh, you know, he needed a little bit of help to get uh, to get all the way there and, and, and finish the deal. He could say the same thing about uh, the, the combination now in Golden State. And it's, it's less for me about whether Kyrie can be the centerpiece star uh, as to whether Kyrie thinks he can do it here, right? If he thinks New York with Kevin Durant is a more attractive option, um, you might frown upon that and say, well, Kyrie again showing that he can't do it without another superstar, but that's not going to make Celtics fans feel any better if all of a sudden Kyrie Irving goes and a guy like Anthony Davis isn't uh, so attracted to the idea of signing in Boston or another superstar isn't so attracted to the idea of signing in Boston, and then you feel like you're back to square one with a bunch of young guys. So it, it, it's really about, at this point, trying to make as much as they possibly can out of the rest of this regular season, build a deep playoff run, maybe go on that run to the finals, do enough to make Kyrie Irving believe that this place is his future, and maybe you got to surround him with another superstar to, to get it done. I, I don't think this is a championship-caliber team this year. I was skeptical about that anyway coming into the season, even though I thought they'd be better than they are. So it, it, the question for me is, is less so can Kyrie do it alone than will Kyrie want to do it either alone or with another superstar here in Boston or does he see greener pastures someplace else like Manhattan? I like the fact that Kyrie didn't go – like all Kyrie this time around when he when when he spoke to the media he kind of kept everything short and I think he's kind of learned his lesson with saying certain certain answers but how much of this is on Brad Stevens like how how I mean he he constantly is always saying you know I got to do better I got to do better but here we are 23 games left in the season and he's still saying that how much of that does he really believe and how much of this whole I don't know this season so far is on him rather than just the players? Well, some of it's got to be on Brad Stevens, right? I mean, this guy has got nothing but credit from everybody that follows the Celtics, myself included, 
over his entire tenure. I, I've said a lot that we kept moving the goalposts on Brad Stevens from make this team respectable, get them to the playoffs, win a playoff series, go on a deep playoff run, uh, and he's just checked every single box or, or kicked it through every goalpost, even as it's kept moving. But this is a new dynamic for him when it comes to a locker room. One of the common threads that we've seen from, from Celtics teams under Brad Stevens is they tend to overachieve. You t- take those guys. Um, Isaiah Thomas is probably the best example, who is a, a bench player, and he becomes a superstar. You know, a guy like, uh, a guy like Jay Crowder, a guy like Evan Turner. Getting those, uh, even somebody like Marcus Smart doesn't necessarily be guys that left, but getting that, that sort of little engine that could mentality, that scrappy mentality, getting the most out of those guys. And it sort of mirrors what he had at Butler, right? He wasn't getting, uh, McDonald's All Americans all the time at a, at a school like Butler, but he's able to coach up a guy like Gordon Hayward. He's able to coach up a guy, uh, like Shelvin Mack and turn him into a pro. Those types of, of guys is that's where Brad Stevens has really thrived. This is a different kind of team. You have established stars. It's no longer uh, Jalen Brown all of a sudden playing big minutes or Jason Tatum as a rookie. You've got to deal with Kyrie Irving. You've got to deal with uh, an established superstar uh, in, in Gordon Hayward who's coming back off that injury, Al Horford who's been dinged up. It's just a different kind of locker room dynamic. And I, I think it seems like Brad Stevens has got a hard time or having a hard time Feel it, figuring out how to deal with that, right? Because it's different than everything he's done and everything he's dealt with in his college coaching career and and throughout the Celtics. But this is the next step. This is moving the goalpost one more time. This is what we wanted as Celtics fans, right? Get top ten NBA stars, get a guy like Kyrie Irving, make this an attractive destination, and build a championship caliber team. So, you know, he's been getting the most out of the. I don't know, the Ford Taurus of, uh, of the Celtics over the past several seasons. Now you got the Ferrari. Now you got the keys to it. Is it a little bit too much car for him? I think if I'm stretching the metaphor a little bit too much here, forgive me, but I think that's <laughs> Yeah, because there ain't nothing wrong with a Ford Taurus, man. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, uh, I think that's what we got to figure out here about Brad Stevens. So does he deserve uh, some of the criticism for this? Yeah, of course. You, you don't get to get all the, all the credit for the last five years and then, uh, completely escape any kind of criticism when it, it seems like the team is underachieving and this may be a, yet another bridge year towards uh, the Celtics and, and making them a championship caliber squad. Our conversation with Chris Villani is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Right now, when you go to clnsmedia.com slash win, you'll get a 50% cash back deposit when you sign up for BetOnline.ag. This is easy money, people. Trust me, because you got one they're going to give you money to play with, extra money that you didn't even throw down. And two, betting has never been easier when you bet with BetOnline.ag. Some big games going on tonight. Sean, what we got? Got a couple of good matchups tonight. Obviously, Boston-Toronto. Toronto's a, a, a four-point favorite in this one, which is surprisingly low for Boston traveling up to Toronto. You never know. Maybe, maybe, maybe you put a little action on the, the Raptors to cover that spread. And then the night game, big game. Players only, baby. Going to be watching that on TNT right after the Celtics. It's uh, the the Thunder Nuggets game. Uh, it's a three-and-a-half-point spread. So, I don't know. Denver's the whole team, the home team. They got IT back. They've been playing pretty good. Uh, but you're going to bet against Paul George and the and the Oklahoma City Thunder in, on primetime television. I don't know. I don't know. That's a 
It's a flippity old coin there, as I like to say. But, yeah, Thunder Nuggets game. going to be a good game. Yeah, so you can get in on the action. If you haven't already, sign up. Head over to clnsmedia.com slash win, and you can bet with betonline.ag. That is betonline.ag. Head over to clnsmedia.com slash win and get yourself signed up. All right, well, let's get back to this uh, conversation with Chris Villani here on the Causeway Street Podcast. All right, so to, to piggyback on 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 this um Brad Stevens getting some of the blame here. So have the Celtics up to this point, have they, has this season considered a failure? And if they remain in the fifth seed, fourth seed, and they get knocked out, say, in the first or the second round, even though you, you just said it, you, you, this might be considered now a bridge year, but has would that be a failure for, the, for, for Brad Stevens for the first time and since the I mean, rebuild start, started? Yeah, I, I don't know. Failure might be too strong a word. And, really? and, and we gotta see we got to see how it plays out here the rest of the way. So you got 20 games left. Maybe they do flip the switch. You know, Maybe they do find themselves in a first-round series with a Philadelphia team that they've owned uh, over the past few years, it seems like, no matter what kind of roster they're putting out there. And they're able to get some momentum and go on a run here in the postseason. I, I, I think success right now would be making Kyrie feel like there's a future here. Uh, being good enough to have the winning overcome whatever sort of dysfunction there is in the locker room. I've never been one of those guys that feels like the Celtics, at least this Celtics team, is better without Kyrie Irving. I don't believe that, especially when it comes to the postseason and some of the superstars now that are in the Eastern Conference all of a sudden. But the the, the fact is that this locker room dynamic has not quite worked out. What cures that? Winning. If they're able to really do what Kyrie is saying, what he, he said after the Chicago game, say, don't worry about the playoffs, you got me, we'll figure it out from there, then I, I think you can do enough to make this, um, again, maybe not quite what people thought it would be, but if you get to an Eastern Conference Final, you're competitive. If you win the East, obviously, get to an NBA Final, maybe give Golden State a little bit of a run, assuming they're there, uh, and, and make it make somebody like Kyrie Irving say, okay, this is a place where I can win. And then you figure out the situation with Anthony Davis or whatever you want to do in the offseason. You just don't want to come to free agency next year and then into next season feeling like you're starting over. That would be, to me, a failure. So they're, they're not quite there yet. Uh, and, and, and I won't say that they would be there unless um, they, they come out of this season and we're going into next year thinking, okay, uh, you're you're sort of back to square one, and it feels like they're a couple years away from really competing again. Yeah, that's exactly where that was the direction I was going to go in with this. Uh, with, with my question is, what if this? Let's say the Celtics do get to the NBA Finals somehow, right? Let's say they make it to the finals, they win two against the Warriors, and they they bow out without getting someone like Anthony Davis or another superstar. Do you realistically see Kyrie Irving sticking around? Like, will that be enough to sell him on the idea that okay? We didn't get another superstar to, to help me out here, but I have enough confidence in these guys that we made it this far to the NBA Finals, even though this team is obviously not going to look the exact same next year with a lot of guys with expiring deals left. Do you think it's one of those situations where Danny Ainge needs to bring in another superstar to keep Kyrie around, or do you think the Celtics could actually continue on with this core and still keep Kyrie satisfied for his next, I don't know, brand-new contract with the Celtics? Let's say, hypothetically, he decides to stay. Is that enough to keep him around? Well, yeah, that plus maybe the $80 million more that he can get here that he, that he can't get anyplace else. I mean, that's definitely part of it that's working in the Celtics' favor. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it should be, right? Because you could look at it and say, if you're Kyrie, well, now it's another year of Gordon Hayward. 
percent as opposed to working his way there slowly over the course of the year with a couple of setbacks. Um, you know, Al Horford's injury this year uh, certainly has, has derailed some of the flow of what this team likes to do. You see the difference when he's been playing at 100% as opposed to not. Another year of growth for the young guys, etc. So, yeah, I, I do think there is something to that, and maybe you find a better mix um, with uh, a little bit of the roster reshuffling that does happen over the season. That said, is it enough for Kyrie? I, I think you could logically make that case, but I, I have no idea at this point, and that's been the frustrating part for me with Kyrie. Two things have really frustrated me. One, this guy's been really... Uh, tough to figure out exactly what he wants and what's going to make him happy. He went from in October saying to season ticket holders, hey, I'll come back if you'll have me, to don't ask me about free agency to July to we'll be fine in the playoffs. So he's kind of been all over the place. I I would like to see Kyrie stay, and I'd like to see Kyrie stay and become a slightly more uh, likable player, an easier guy to root for. I love watching him play. I think he's a a unique offensive talent, but he is, is making himself, at least for me, a, a difficult guy to really, really root for here. So long answer to your question, but to, to, to bumper sticker it, it should be enough. But I, it, it wouldn't be a shock to me if Kyrie said, yeah, this was great, but eh, me and KD in New York, and we'll kind of figure it out from there with two max deals open. Yeah, that, that looks pretty good, too. You know, one of the things I haven't liked about Kyrie this year is the way he's been sort of his – the way he interjects himself throughout the, the, the scrums when it comes to the last play of the game, and it seems like, I don't want to say that there's a disconnect between him and Brad Stevens, but it seems like he really is very vocal with the way things go down at the end of the games. Now, look, we talk about someone who's been showing so many traits of LeBron James, sort of the new LeBron James of the East in terms of his attitude and the way he's been not only calling his players out, but also... Uh, sort of trying to figure out this whole leadership thing. It's very reminiscent of a young LeBron when he was taking over the, the Cleveland Cavaliers and, and trying to figure out a way to get the best out of his guys. Now, one thing that I certainly remember about LeBron James, especially in his second stint with the Cavaliers, is how many coaches he's gone through. What are the chances are, and I'm just putting this out there because I really wouldn't shock me if this is something that will be a talking point at the end of the season. What are the chances are if Kyrie Irving says, you know what, if I'm going to stick around here, I need a new guy. I'm not crazy about Brad Stevens. I need a new coach here in this in the city. Danny, what can you do for me? Do you see something like that happening? If Danny Ainge is put in that tough spot, does Danny Ainge ultimately make that decision between him and Brad Stevens? And if he does, which side do you think he goes to? Uh, I, I, I don't know if Kyrie is going to think that he has that kind of clout at this point. And we've seen guys get coaches fired all the time. Uh, LeBron has certainly... Um, I, I, you know, even going back to Magic Johnson, and this is not a new phenomenon in the NBA. Kyrie's got a lot of pull. I don't know that I see that scenario in particular playing out. And it, it's, it's hard to say. My, my gut feeling would be that Danny Ainge's loyalty would be to Brad Stevens because, again, Brad Stevens has uh, shown himself to be, uh, I, I can't say the best coach in the NBA, right? You got to win a championship before you, you could be considered that. But in terms of getting the most out of players, uh, up until this season, he's done it better than anybody else in the league. So I think that Danny Ainge might be more inclined to say, as frustrating as it would be to lose a superstar, I feel more comfortable hitching the future to this guy, the coach, who's gotten a lot out of a little, and say, all right, we can remake the roster yet again and and, and try to build this thing with him, as opposed to sort of the the temperamental uh, superstar, and then bringing in another coach that Kyrie may like better at first, may not, 
and ultimately doesn't work out. Got to start that whole process again. So I don't know that it plays out that way. If it does, my guess, at least what I would do if I were Danny Inch, my loyalty would be to the coach, uh, not the player, because I feel like the coach has overachieved on balance and we'll see how the rest of the season plays out. But you could say it's been a disappointment what the Celtics have done since Kyrie Irving has come. And they, they, they've, as a team, have underachieved with him as the centerpiece superstar. All right. So that being said, who do you see coming out of the East, if not the Celtics? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's tough to look at right now the, the Eastern Conference and, and really feel, I guess, overly confident about uh, any team, right? And, and it's great. The Eastern Conference playoffs could be really good this year. And when was the last time we actually thought that about the Eastern Conference playoffs going in? I mean, sometimes we've been, I think, pleasantly surprised by uh, what's ultimately happened. And, um, but, but it's still, it's been sort of LeBron and, and then everybody else trying to make series interesting and, and, uh, make, uh, you know, things somewhat competitive until LeBron's team ultimately gets there. So now that he's out West, uh, I, I do like what Milwaukee's been doing. I think Indiana, um, you know, is just maybe a little bit too banged up. I, I think the Sixers got to worry about a first round reason has seemed to own that matchup uh toronto is a sneaky team too if i had to guess it'd be one of the and this is sort of boring to pick the chalk but that is kind of the way it works out in the nba i think it'd be one of the top two teams in the standings right now milwaukee uh or toronto which may not be the best for uh ratings you know if you got a milwaukee golden state you know milwaukee and oakland the the two basketball meccas that you want to see in the nba finals might not be the best for ratings per se but those two teams, they, they got better at the trade deadline. Um, they seem to be maybe the most cohesive teams right now in terms of how they want to play and what they want to do. I think those two teams are going to be tough outs in the, uh, in the Eastern Conference playoffs. I think Indiana would surprise me a little bit. The Celtics are, you know, after those two teams, the Celtics may be the next team just because I, I still believe talent wise, they have as much or at least close to as much as everybody else, they're just not all on the same page right now in that locker room. They're not all on the same page uh, in the way they're playing on the floor. And you know, we'll see what they do tomorrow night. But it, it, it was embarrassing, absolutely embarrassing, uh, the effort they put together on Saturday. In a tough three-game stretch, this was supposed to be the gimme, right? You take two out of mm. three. Chicago is the gimme. It's the team you beat by. Was it 49-59? Who cares? Once you get over 40, you're just, you're just bragging at that point. And they get blown out by that team. And, uh, you know, Zach Levine and Laurie Marketing score 80 points against you. That is that. How many times does Zach Levine have to go in and dunk uncontested while uh, Jalen Brown or Al Horford or whoever just stands there? And a lot of it was Kyrie getting beat. But at some point, somebody's got to help. Somebody's got to contest. Um, that's a lack of effort. And that's that's a a sort of frightening thing to look at when you, you see the Celtics and um, a team that under Brad Stevens sort of prided itself on being gritty and tough and we're going to guard and we're going to play defense and we're going to make you work for everything. They didn't have to work for anything on Saturday. Yeah, I'm, pred- I'm predicting a dra- drastic change for the Toronto game. I mean, think about it. At this point, defensively, whether we're talking about giving Shemi Ojale more minutes, whether we're talking about reducing Terry Rozier's minutes, I mean, Brad Stevens has to do something if he wants even a fighting chance against the Raptors because otherwise they're getting blown out. Oh, they're getting blown out. We saved everybody the trouble of watching. No problem. <laughs> hey, Belani, if you're a betting yeah. man, which, uh, which team are you putting your money on between the Southern and Raptors? I got to like Toronto. I mean, that's, uh, you know, the Celtics playing on the road. Uh, they haven't played well in a while now. It's not just, uh, you know, going into the all-star break, 
uh, blowing the 20-point leads against the L.A. teams, the frustration going back to the Magic game with Kyrie when uh, the last play didn't work out the way he wanted to. There's been so many things that have just not gone their way. Last year, if you remember, coming out of the All-Star break, they went on a run. That was when they really uh, started to, I want to say, turn things around. But you saw this team really start to come together so far, and it's only been a couple of games. But as we know, I'm counting the, the Chicago games like three or four. That's how much I hated it. But so far, it has not been the same coming out of this All-Star break, and it's a tough road uh, ahead for the Celtics schedule-wise. All right, he is Chris Villani of WEEI. Give him a follow on Twitter at ChrisVillani44. That's at ChrisVillani44. Chris, it's always fun having you on, man. We'll talk again soon. Pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Later. Later, Chris. See ya. Yo, man, that guy can't. That guy can't just pick, pick, just say, say what he believes. He rides the fence. He rides the fence like a, like a, like, a, he f- like what? Finish that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, glad to see someone's confident in terms of uh, seeing the Celtics grab a W tonight. But let's uh, look ahead at either way, Sean. <laughs> you didn't sound so confident. So else we got no, no one's I'm not confident, confident either. Uh-oh. Ain't no one confident. Yeah, no one is. Yeah, 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 no like, one is. A lot of it sounds so confident. Yeah. No, All right, I well, know, being sarcastic. Doomsday, Doomsday's coming, fellas. Oh man, you talking about Christian Arkans' Doomsday theory? No, just the just this season's Doomsday. You got, um, you're gonna play. You can't read the schedule, bro. No, you, you. I mean, realistically, realistically, you're gonna play next three out of three out of four games. You're going up against, um, a top ten player in the NBA. You can't read the schedule, bro. <laughs> yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Are, you, are you saying you had Damian Lillard in your top ten? I, I did. Did you? Yeah. He did. Number ten, bro. You didn't even fucking listen to the episode. <laughs> he thinks Lillard. He thinks Lillard. Lillard. Better than Kyrie and West. The, the oh, second, you did say that. The second that's best right. point guard oh, in, yeah. in the league. Yeah, in the league. Yeah, that's right. Way to pay where attention. I, where did I have him? I don't remember. Probably had him on number twenty-six. You. Well, you know, I could. <laughs> I. I could see Damian Lillard being a top ten player, but at the same time, you know, maybe he's not. Maybe if you talk to people on board, maybe he is. Then in my opinion, maybe he's not. <laughs> we, lo- I- we love you, Chris. Where did I have him? I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, just get I'll to probably, the probably like thirteen if I had to Just go. but just say but you know what I mean? Just just say what you actually think. You don't have to explain it for everybody to understand. Well obviously he wasn't sure, Sean. He was on the fence. So no, but no, but back and forth. No, no, but I do, I do agree with them that the Eastern Conference playoffs. Agree with what? No, the Eastern Conference playoffs. <laughs> what do you agree with? They're Everything. Gonna be, they're going to be interesting. You agree with just the way things are <laughs> in the world and all the uh, possible outcomes? Jesus, this is what happens when Sean doesn't oh, take a nap. This is what yeah, happens. I'm fucking cranky today, guys. <laughs> the fucking man, Sean. Uh. <laughs> Get to the fucking point! It's just like, are this, are this things going to make the finals or not? Which one? Just <laughs> give me a fucking yes or no answer. All right? I understand all the outcomes. Not, pick a fucking team that's going to make it. This is who's coming out of the East. It could be this the Pacers. It could be the Raptors. This is thirty-year-old Jordan. Thirty-year-old right? Jordan. This is it. This is it. Uh. Or it could be the Bucks. <laughs> I was gonna, I, you know what? I was gonna be like, yo, what about the Nets, bro? <laughs> <laughs> well, the Nets are an interesting team, actually. Uh, <laughs> you can be second, you can be third, fourth. Heck, you can even be fifth. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Pretty much where we went with that. All right. Fresh your last. Doesn't make any sense. Hey, we all we all have we all have off games. Come on, you know, pick it up next time. We'll be all right. Anyways, let's look ahead. Celtics <laughs> versus Raptors blowout. You sure you, sure you want to look ahead? Nah, it's still right, gonna. Yeah, we got there. Blowout. So at at Raptors, at the Raptors. 
Yeah. Drake's going to be in the building. We talked about how, where's he been, by the way? Yeah, Drake's been I with his kid. I think he's, he's still, still mad at yeah, yeah, the DeRozan yeah, trade. Yeah, yeah, he's with his kid. He's with his kid. He's upset. I'm upset. Rosen's on San Antonio now. Yo, by the way, did you see DeRozan the other night? What a fucking chump. <laughs> what <the> fuck? <laughs> Yo, what a fucking chump. That dude just goes, oh, you know what? You know what would be great? <laughs> like, you know, you know, I really enjoyed my time in Toronto. They were a little hard on me because they called me like a choker and I couldn't come up with big moments. And then in the biggest game of the year when I'm trying to, like, prove to them that I'm, I'm not that way anymore. Stripped. Kai, Kawhi just comes in, just rapes me at center court. <laughs> And just takes the ball and lays it up oh, casually. You know, the fans are like, oh, that's why they made the like, trade. That's why we got Kawhi. And then, huh. you know, and then you know what he did after? He just starts tying his shoe like, oh, this is why. Oh, <laughs> uh, yo. Why happened, <laughs> yo, he just looks at LaMarcus. He's like, yo, you didn't tell me my shoe was untied, bro. Like, you couldn't set the pick and tell me my shoe was untied at the same time, bro? <laughs> yo, yo, my man, yo, my man, yo, yo, tie, tie shoe. Damn. Ball gone. Yo. The bar. I tried to tell you she was untied. Yeah, I love how ESPN and MBTV don't listen. Would, ESPN and MBTV are like, oh man, but look at that ovation that he got from the crowd, <laughs> dude. No one was even standing. No, like, if that was Boston, you know what I mean. Like, like, granted, I get it. There's no other state like Boston in terms of like giving props to players that used to play there. But you would think for someone who gave his entire career to Toronto was the only guy that made Toronto relevant for so many years, he would have got a lot of ovation than that. Nah, it's pretty much because they were like, ah, didn't see a way out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> we, we locked into this one, you know. Now we, now, we got, now we got Kawhi somehow and Marcus Yeah, we good to go. So I thought I thought the like, Rosen was our ceiling. That like, 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 like cohesively, you heard. Ah, oh, that's why we traded him away. Oh. <laughs> I guarantee you, Isaiah Thomas gets a lot of ovation when he comes back against against the Celtics. Yeah, like, I'm sure he done. will. Well, that's terrible. No, he was like seventeen points. He was like he was there. Damn right, he did. He was there. Paul Pierce. Like, can you yeah. imagine like sending off Paul like that or? Or greeting him like that when he comes back? I'm going to start the movement, man. He didn't get them a championship, but still. Like. I'm going to start the movement. Resign. Let Kyrie go. Resign IT, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Bring back the crew. Bring back ask, Crowder, too. Why don't you ask Chris uh, his thoughts on that? Yeah, because I didn't, I didn't feel like <laughs> sitting here for 48 hours waiting on that answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> uh, the Toronto, the, the Rosen Les Raptors after that, who we got? Who the yeah. Celtics got? Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah. Then, then, then you, then the Blazers come to Boston, which will be. I, I, I sort of like when the Blazers come to Boston. It's sort of like a treat, you know what I mean? You're gonna see. It always goes down to the wire. Those yeah, games. always goes down to the wire. Um, we're gonna see one of the one of the most underrated players in the league. Evan Turner. Uh, no, Nurkic. Nurkic, we're all gonna see. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yo, we're Nurkic. Watch, you watch. We're gonna. We've been shitting on Joel. Nurkic gonna so, hit game one. By the way, by the way, go back Yo. if you haven't listened to it. Yo. Go back and listen to our top twenty-five Yo. players. Because of somehow that, because Joel of that, put Nurkic in the top twenty-five on his because list. Because of that, you guys have been paying attention actually to what Nurkic has been doing lately, huh? Well, he did make up. the news recently because he called out. Uh, Ben, ben Simmons, Simmons. Yeah. they both got Anyone into it. calls out Ben Simmons. Nah, that's not even All I know that, is that, that didn't even make no, 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 no. The reason why I made the news, or at least the reason we're bringing it up, is because he brought up a very valid point. Statistically, he is shooting better than Ben Simmons. Everyone's so shooting better than Ben Simmons. Joel, I'm trying to help you out, man. Oh, I'm man. trying to help you out. Like nah, his you're his you're being, scoring, you're being an asshole. That's his like, it's, a, it's a backhanded you're compliment. Being, yeah, no, yeah, you're being not. an asshole. It really it's a Charles isn't. Barkley fucking no, 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 no. It's the reason why he didn't crack my top twenty because he can't shoot. I'm with you, man. Come um, on. All I know is we've been shitting on Joel's Nurkic pick. Nurkic is going to ball out against the Celtics. Like 2020 game. You watch. You better have a better game than McCollum. Well, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I he see, could. I, I didn't see McCollum on any of you guys' lists. He can tell. Uh, all right, then. Neither, neither, neither was Nurkic. Neither was Nurkic. <laughs> neither was Nurkic. But if I'm, I'm creating a top 50 list, you may see McCollum. They both, they both will be in You still ain't going to see Nurkic. <laughs> top 50? Yeah, top 50, bro? <laughs> Top 50? Oh, come on. He's top 50. Top 50? Nurkic is top 50. That's all right. Top all right. 50? That's a lot I of players. Think, I think my, Yo, I, think I would have a hard time picking him over Aaron Baines, bro. For fucking... He, they're basically the same fucking player. No, they're not. God. God. He's God. way better He's than Baines. averaging 16 points and 12 rebounds. Yo, throw me some Bismack Biombo. All right. Because he's, he, he's still in the league? I mean, yo. Where's he at? It's, you'd be hard-pressed to know. find. You'd be hard-pressed to find a bunch of 16 and 12 guys. Come but on. like Jared Sullinger when he was on the Celtics, was averaging sixteen <laughs> no, and twelve. No, it was, it was not. not grabbing twelve fucking no. rebounds. Oh, that was twelve tasty burgers. Sorry. <laughs> All right, it's all good for for someone. <laughs> so that my, screaming out loud. Who did I've never list. been a tasty burger. <laughs> Why do they always say this? I really hope he listened <laughs> for and the last five like, God years. God damn it! Stupid tasty burger joke. <laughs> You guys actually think he listens. That's hilarious. No, there's no maybe, way he maybe listens. Maybe his pops does because his pops follows us on Twitter. I, I, I don't know. Somehow if somebody just gets Good to him every Satch, time. Satch Selinger. Just gets somehow right. gets into his ear every time. Joel like, loves saying Satch. Yo, yo. For someone who had put him put his list together on the fly, I think it was a pretty good list. Well, I'm thinking you should do a lot more research next year. <laughs> Half Anyways, of, half of my list was similar to yours. The other half was similar to Sway. So yeah, I don't want to hear it. But Nurkic. <laughs> If that's my only. Your that's, list. If that's the only knock. I'm fine with it. Your that. list would have been great if and you just I, didn't put Nurkic on it. That's fine. That's what I'm saying. If that's my only knock, I did pretty well considering I did it on the fly. Considering you. Yep. Yep. Go, 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 go take a nap. All right. Yo, I'd, I'd love to take a nap right now. Not gonna lie. You're All right. So old. Yeah, I'm not old, man. I'm just tired as fuck. Is which that is, okay? Which is what old people say. Yeah. They're tired. Early bird special. Right, <laughs> y'all. Nothing better than a fucking early lo- early dinner, bro. He's you know just hanging around on a hanging around on a yeah, Saturday. Sean is, Sean is so old that he eats dinner at like fucking four o'clock. <laughs> dinner at four, light still light up. Yeah. Dinner at four, you bed by eight, bro. Sean, <laughs> Sean's so old he he now calls it supper. Yo, I've so always he doesn't call it. Dinner I've always anymore. called it fucking supper. All right, you call you call that's dinner that's supper. That's a cultural, that's a cultural okay. thing. Cultural thing. No, no, that's a, that's an old man. Like not old man, but that's like. A, uh, my entire life, baby boomer. I called term. it supper. Yeah, because your parents. Paula, did. Paula calls me out all the time. She's yeah. like, "It's <laughs> not fucking supper." Too. I'm like, "Yeah, it is <laughs> supper." She's like, "We don't eat supper. We eat dinner." Were like, you born in fucking 1957? Nah, what's for supper? See, <laughs> <laughs> what do you got there? Some cabbage. <laughs> ah. I, don't think, I don't think any gangster from the 50s called it supper. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my grub? Where's my grub, Brad? You gotta be born at least before 1980 if you call it supper. Man. It's, just, <laughs> Yo, it's just a standard rule. Hey, you know who else called it supper? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jesus. All right. <laughs> Jesus invented the word. If you're gonna. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. Touche. If you're gonna make fun of me, you're making fun of Jesus. Touche. Oh, Touche. Oh, I can't throw shade on JC. My fault. Nah, damn right. Motherfucker. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Anyways, on Friday, the Celtics take on I, the I, Wizards. I hear it was a carpenter, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, JC? <laughs> you know who else was a Jew? <laughs> oh, no, well, that's what he says, right? <laughs> no, no, uh, no. He goes, Greg's Jewish. Oh, Gre- Greg's Jewish. <laughs> so is JC. <laughs> so is JC. <laughs> like he knows him personally. Uh, <laughs> so is JC. Right, uh, next? Took me about seventy hours, only because I started with a full block of wood. <laughs> it was especially difficult, you know, using one block of wood. 
By the way, meet the parents, guys. Meet the parents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just go out there. For the youngsters that's that That's a reference. Go out there and watch that. That's All a right. reference. Anyways, Wizards, Celtics, which should be a good game, but Bryn won't be a good game. I, I miss I miss when the Wizards were good. Like, they're just floundering, fighting for that nah, eight spot. They were never good. They just like to just act like they were good against the Celtics. No. No, nah, they used to be good. They were good. Yeah. They were like. That, tw- that 2017 year when they, yeah. when they made the playoffs, that was, that was good. They were a good team. And last year. What was wrong with them uh, last year? They were okay last year. Still. No. Um. All right. Well, that's what's happening on a Friday night. Nothing like a Friday night. You think Dwight eight o'clock? Eight o'clock game on Friday <laughs> no, night. Who the fuck is Dwight Howard? He's in rehab, guys. No, but there's no update or anything. Like I haven't he's even actually, heard him. Like you just, didn't hear? Has he tweeted anything? He's in rehab. He's on the he's on the list list with Kraft, bro. <laughs> oh Jesus! Checked into the orchid, fucking Asia orchid, whatever the fuck it was called. I don't think he goes to that one. He goes to a different one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of old, speaking of old man. Speaking of old man, RKK, baby. Free RKK. Yo, all I know is free RKK, and you know what? By the way, though, <laughs> if you got to think about it, couldn't have come at a better time for, you know, crime in America, celebrity crime in America. Mm. He's going up against the likes of that uh, guy from Empire, <laughs> R. Kelly. <laughs> Jesse. And all, I mean. Yo, what a news week. At the end of the day, all Robert Kraft did was get his blown by a little Asian girl, you know? Allegedly, allegedly. Come on, I think you I think put, he's. You got to be responsible. Got to say allegedly. Yeah, he got a massage, man. He got allegedly. Yeah. Just likes massages. Yeah, it was the massage parlor. Like, what else goes on in there? Massages. I I'm gonna I'm just gonna say this. I think I think he he um, I think he's got dementia, bro. <laughs> no, he doesn't. That's the first time I've heard that. No, just I started because obviously I okay. never knew he was getting his, you know, bit, his massage know, on. His I didn't know he was going massages? to the far east. To have whatever, he didn't leave the country, bro. No, he didn't leave the country. But no, seriously, all of a sudden, like he's a seventy-seven-year-old guy. He just starts hanging out with rappers. Like literally, starts just wearing like sneakers with his suits, which don't match. Yeah, the, like yeah, no, the, and no, but no one's ever going to be like, yeah, but, "Hey, Rob, but, but before, I think you're losing a step because everything he's done in his life to this no, point has been no, no. genius." No, tell me that before the details. Of the actual investigation came out when you just saw the headline, you know that he was involved in this thing. I was like, "Shit, he fucking!" I could, I could, I could picture him, McMill, some other rappers, uh, up and coming, just sex, all just sex all, trafficking. No, not sex trafficking. Oh. It wasn't. It wasn't that. It well, was that just, was the big thing when it first came out. But like before the details of it, right, right. It was just like I, I saw the first thing I saw was it just said prostitution. So mm-hmm. I was just like, "Oh, okay, mm-hmm. it's one of those things." Mm-hmm. All right, who's next, Sean? Why'd you cut off our RKK conversation like that? All right, who's next? Um, Rockets on Sunday. So you're you're uh, is that matinee? Yeah, three thirty. Looks like it's an ABC game, Joel. Thank you. Uh, ne- what you can do next time is check the TV guide. Yeah, you still have one. You still get those? Uh, I always o- old, old men get those still delivered. Yep, I get the I get the TV guide and a National Geographic. <laughs> he reads it every every Sunday morning. Can't. He, TV highlights, guy. he highlights it. You know what I miss? Weeks in advance. I miss when I just used to scroll on the channel three. You just had to wait. If you miss it, you eh, wait. Oh. got to be a little more patient. <laughs> there was no guide back then. Got to be a little more patient gotta wait. and a little more attentive. Channel, channel 84 was the home shopping network, and it's just a big block. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I think I think the youth could get a lot of that at rolling scroll instead of on demand, see what's on TV. No. All right. So how does or, those, how's those talking to your mic? Your, uh, how do they do these next these next four games? Um, so they're going to lose to Toronto. 
And that's going to be bad. Because when they lose to Toronto, um, shit's not, they're not going to handle it well. Which they've proven they can't handle loss as well. What is Brad Stevens going to do differently? Uh, what is Brad Stevens going to do differently? Dude, he can't do anything differently. He's going to switch up his suit. No, no, no. no, no. no. Brad, you know what? He has to change these rotations. I'm telling no, you. No, it's okay. This I, is okay. I, I can't hold on, see hold on. Terry Rozier go out there and play 20 minutes. Bro, bro, I've been trying to say this all Wanna year. Wanamaker coming out? All yeah. year. Why not? No, Brad can't do anything differently. RJ the way Hunter? this, the only thing he can do is pick his seven guys and stick with them. Like, and that's not going to happen. There's too much talent on this team. It's not a cohesive unit. Kyrie's doesn't get along with Brad. Never going to get along with Brad. It's just it's 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 a mess. Gordon Hayward can't be himself with Kyrie around. The team's the team's talented enough to to be the four spot in a heart and by playing mediocre basketball all year. I mean, unless they turn it on in the playoffs, I think this is the fact that that. Our guests couldn't call it an utter failure of a year. It's been an utter failure of a year, hands down. There's no way to argue that. And, and when they lose to Toronto, shit's going to hit the fan. Shit's going to hit the fan, and they'll probably come out Wait, and. When they lose to Toronto this game or? This game. Oh, okay. Nah, yeah. No, because you think, think, you think, you think Kyrie's going to handle a loss to Toronto? No, well, no. I mean, for, first of all, I don't think they're going to lose to Toronto. That's just me. But if they were to lose to Toronto, how bad could it get at this point? Seriously. With 20-some games left, they've lost to the Bulls. They've lost to the Suns. And then they've beaten the Bucks, And then they've beaten the Sixers. And then they lose again to New York. And it's just, it's just been they, up and down. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, so like, at this point, so how is it, how is, if they do lose, how would it be, how, what's going to hit the fan? It's the same shit. Nothing changes. Okay, and that's not good. <laughs> like, yeah. the whole thing, you need, you need to come out strong against Toronto because... I mean, I think this is when things change. This, but, you but you need to make have things to change, especially with if Brad they Stevens. don't. Brad Stevens puts himself on the hot seat again. Not only does he say it's on me, I need to figure something out. How many times has he said that? Well, here we go, Brad. Okay. What are you going to figure out? What are the change, changes are you going to implement that you've been talking about for, like, what, the last two, three weeks? Okay. I need to figure out a way to make this team better. I need to figure out what you, we haven't seen any drastic changes to nothing, his rotation. But two, weeks ago, but two weeks ago. He was starting to shorten his rotation because, oh, we got the playoffs coming up. And, you know, this is the time of year where he starts doing that. So that if he starts switching shit up now, then what? I'm saying you're doing it per matchup, which has always been Brad Stevens' MO. You're going against Toronto. You're going up against bigs like Siakam, Marcus Saul. We had to see more defensive-minded lineups. Shemi Ojale played one heck of a game against the Milwaukee Bucks. But in the second half, you barely saw him. Instead, you saw Gershon Yabuselli getting time. Okay, so then like, what about like what, what? What's the mindset into a decision right. like that? So now you're going up against a bigger team, a team that's way more talented, in my opinion, compared to the Milwaukee Bucks. You got to come correct. You got to you got to switch it up. Come with something. Okay, so then what about that final roster spot? Why not bring in another big? Because you don't know how long Aaron Baines is going to be out. I mean, whether you do that or not, that's not going to that's not going to do anything against, and, against the Raptors. And I, I agree with that. You have to bring. I, I think you should bring in another person. But I'm talking about this matchup tonight against the Raptors. I want to see more Shemi. I want to see Robert Williams get some time. I want to see. Well, he's been injured too. He's uh, he's, he's, he's got groin issues. Robert Williams. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, he's on these trips though. He's yeah. available. You know who he's, he's in have uniform. Groin issues. <laughs> RK. <Okay, good>. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but no, man. Oh. Yeah. That was the big shocker. Like, my, why my are we opinion. seeing Yabuselli out there? I want to that see more Shemi. And and and, but, and shit. Okay. If 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 Rozier continues to play play the way he's been playing. 
You bench him. You put a ball handler in like Brad Wanamaker and a guy who could also defend, maybe not at a high level, but can defend better than what we've seen out of Rozier lately. Well, All right. So then I'll what I- about what about those? Okay, you brought up a couple of bench guys. What about Marcus Morris? He hasn't been playing well these last few weeks. How about what's wrong with Mook, man? Leave him in there. Oh no, but how about he goes to the bench and you bring in Jalen Brown now? Jalen Brown has been playing great. I've my only change I would do if you're going to make a change to starting lineup would be believe it or not, put Smart on the bench and then put Jalen in. Okay, all right. I'll, I'll accept I that. like I like Morris in there. Smart offensively, I like Morris. Hasn't been that great either. Yeah, um, yeah. You, I still like him in the games though. Do you do you really? I would make it. Do you do you see how silly it is though that we're saying uh, a team that has Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, Al Horford, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Morris that uh, Brad Wanamaker is going to make a difference? Or Robert? That's that. What I'm getting at is that. (laughs) Sean, who's who's coming up big? I I hear you. Besides Jalen Brown, who's been consistent for them since the All Star break? That's why I don't know what Brad Stevens can do. Everyone says change rotation, change rotation. See, it's, it's weird. I, I don't right? know what he can do. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's but what I, that's, they just I, need to I, play better. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with Sean, right? Because there might be a, a one or two tweaks that you could do, but I don't think Wanamaker is the answer. I don't think Robert Williams is the answer. Yeah, I think like, I think if you – Shimmy Ojala. You kind of go back – I, I, I'm, I'm with you with no, Shimmy. A little, a little yeah. bit of Shimmy. But, yeah. you know, if you have Smart come off the bench and then you have Brown start – that might be something, right? Because you have a team like Toronto who they're tall, right? We all know this. There's a, these, the, the three teams ahead of the Celtics, they're, they're matchup-wise, they're taller, right? So before the All-Star break, when Kyrie was out, those last two games with the, with the, with the knee sprain or whatever, Jason Tatum, he had a good stretch, ironically, since AD announced he wanted to be traded up until the All-Star break. Great stretch of basketball. But then Kyrie comes back, and then it's like, what the fuck happened to Jason Tatum? By right? the way, Tatum Tatum needs to play better. Okay, that's a lot of the blame. Because All right, hold on, hold on, but, but, but before you before you say that, Gordon Hayward also was going upward. Yeah, especially those games where Kyrie wasn't playing. Kyrie comes back, and then what happened to Hayward? Like I know he, he was out one game, but then he played like shit against Chicago. What are you saying, Joel? Oh, no, I'm not. All I'm saying is, I'm saying <laughs> yeah, is like, right? I'm not saying the Celtics are better without Kyrie. I'm not saying that. Are you not? No, no, no. no, no, no. It sounded like you are. No, no, no. All I'm saying is, it, sound, it didn't sound like you were saying. Listen, that. all I'm saying is like, <laughs> why can everyone? No, why right. can everyone just, just when Kyrie plays, everyone just know their role and just play the game? Why can't they? No, I'm not saying it's Kyrie though. It's something. It's a combination of like if, it goes back to Brian. I think. I think you're going a roundabout way of saying. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not Chris. This is a roundabout. Just trying this to is say. a round. This is a roundabout way of saying the Celtics yeah. are better off than Kyrie. They're not, though. They're not, Chris though. It's right not. It's not. It's not. All I know is this. It's not. It's not. Yeah, I'm, I, I love. I love Chris. I love Chris too. I'm just messing with him. That yeah. was just a long, long-winded answers. Yeah. Didn't really say anything. But I mean, maybe we're all just a little off today. It's fucking. You know. The day that we picked to record, but whatever. Uh, and uh, all, all, all I will say is this: like, if the Celtics can't figure this out, they have they have a multitude of talent on the team. There's a lot of talent. This team should not be in the position it is. Yeah, I agree. And and I don't. I personally don't see it going on Brad Stevens as much as I get put the blame on Kyrie Irving. Because here here's the thing: Brad Stevens is here. Brad Stevens is gonna be here. Brad Stevens that's, has shown. That's fine, but Brad. Okay, I'm sorry. Brad Stevens has had more success. That you can pretty much, you know, he, I, this is gonna be a little controversial, <laughs> mm. but I think Brad Stevens has had more success in the NBA 
that he's accounted for than Kyrie Irving has, because, who came up big in the playoffs with, with LeBron, but LeBron, that was LeBron's team. All right, so then, so then, what and was when the, the Celtics when the Celtics were consistently getting better, what was the one consistent through all those years? When the roster overhaul, 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 no. it was Brad Stevens. This was Brad Stevens' teams. Okay, and but. so no, all I'm saying is, when did the Celtics decide and say, is Kyrie just not the right fit for this team? No, but I, I disagree with you because then what happened between the beginning of last season up until he went out? Yep, Irving, they were. Pretty much number one seed the entire season up until the week of the All Star game, and it's not that's not the halfway point anymore. Sure. We're talking about this almost like you know twenty some odd. I games mean, left. that was a different Kyrie last year. Kyrie wasn't like this. The last only year. difference, the only difference last year was that Kyrie wanted to play, no, and shut up and no, 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 just no, no, not no. complain no, about no, everything. No. Well, he he didn't speak. He just played. Yeah. Okay. Well, he didn't cause locker room turmoil. Yeah, but he's still having he's, not, a, he's still having the best year of his career, though. That's what I'm trying to get at. Right. So is James Harden. Yeah, but James Harden, that's different. They're not the deepest team in the league. I, I well, I'm just saying no that matter, I, no matter how many fucking there's some there's buyout, buyout free agents they get. There's some I, I I truly think that some some superstar players in the NBA, and we've seen this in in the NFL, we've seen this in every sport. There are some superstars who just don't get it. And I'm I'm concerned. I wasn't concerned last year. I wasn't really concerned until, like, everything, e- every little thing's a big deal this year. And he just doesn't understand how, like, to deal with any type of adversity. Can Kyrie understand it? Like, that it factor that you all need. Like, a- as much as you want to complain about LeBron James, at the end of the day, his talent could surpass any any type of turmoil that was that was there right he knew that i'm just gonna keep playing and i can just be an idiot and it doesn't matter i'm gonna get to the nba finals anyways um you want to talk about the kevin durant and all all the stuff he goes all the stuff he says then today it all does come back to um i have everybody's i may hate the media i may hate the coaches i may hate um the fans but i know i got my teammates back and I don't, I don't feel like Kyrie's really shown any signs that he uh, understands that and knows how to win in the NBA, uh, being the big fish. Well, I don't know if it's all on him. I just think it's just, there's a disconnect between Brad's coaching and everybody else. That's just me. I mean, no, I'm just saying, considering the talent on this team, again, like you said, you have six players averaging double figures, and then you have... Marcus Smart and Rozier averaging a little bit over nine points. So you could potentially have eight guys averaging tw- uh, you know, double figures in points, and you're the fifth seed. Which is ridiculous. And, I, and I've been the silver lining guy. And it's just, it's just, at this point, it's whatever now. At this point, it is whatever. I mean, you're Swipe, right. Swipe brought up a, f- a couple weeks ago, maybe they're, maybe they're bored. Maybe they are. I didn't want to believe that, but maybe they are. After what Kyrie said. That's why a team like the Celtics can, can drop. What they they can drop a loss against the, the Chicago Bulls, but they always come when it, they always come with it when it's a top team. I mean, look at the game against the Bucks. I mean, they played terrible. They still almost came out with a win. Wouldn't shock me if they beat the Raptors tonight. I still think moving forward that those four games that we just went through when we looked ahead, two and two at best. And then they got there's the- no way they'll win three of the next four. But next week when we talk about the games that they did win, it wouldn't shock me if those two wins came against the Rockets and against the Raptors, the yeah. two of the best teams that they're about to face. Yeah. And even if they, and even if they were, you know, somehow to fucking sweep the week, are we still are we still confident that they can, 
You know, no, because I, keep it going. I would be. Yeah, yeah they'll, but, but, they'll but, but sweep because we've, we've seen that it's eight we've game winning streak, it, and then they and then they drop, and then they and then they win, and then they it, drop yeah, against one they, of the worst teams in the NBA. Yeah, uh, so. I'm just I'm I'm just gonna spell it all like this because that doesn't matter about our normal look ahead. But like Raptors, Blazers, Wizards, Rockets, Warriors. That's the next the next five games. If this isn't a make or break part of the schedule, then I mean we've been talking about make or breaks every since, since December, like man. every every since Christmas, every little mini stretch. We're like, oh, what? This could be the turning point. All right, so let's this let's. This is the corner that. So it, at this point, they need to cast at least the third seed, or then they, it's just going to be they're going to have to fucking battle their way away from the TD Garden. Every every fucking every every playoff game. Whatever much. they do, they better not catch the Nets in the first round, man. That's a wrap. <laughs> Get out of here. It's a wrap. Whatever what catches about that's Nets what they want. If Nets they, are if catching. They can grab the third seed, but it really comes down to not only these this this stretch coming up, also comes down to those two games they have against oh, the Pacers. They had if a, they beat the Pacers, the next two games they have against the Pacers, they're in decent shape to grab the third seed. If they had a better away record, I wouldn't give a shit. Fuck it. They want to get the fourth seed. Fuck it. Get the fourth seed. Whatever. But. Their away record is awful. It's awful. All right, let's uh, let's wrap this up the way we wrap up every single episode here of the Cosby Street Podcast. In case you missed it, Draymond Green, believe it or not, he's close to signing with Rich Paul of Clutch Sports. The Warriors, the, the Warriors forward is in the middle of a five-year, eighty-two million dollar deal. He'll be a free agent in the year twenty twenty. Of course, if you don't know, because that's all people have been talking about in the news. Clutch Sports is also home to LeBron James, Anthony Davis, John Wall, and yes, even the Morris twins, Marcus and Markeith. We just got picked up by uh, the Thunder. The Thunder. That's a good yeah. pickup by them. The look Thunder. Weird. Look weird. And yeah, the Thunder. <laughs> Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Fuck the Imagine Dragons. Yeah, I was like, going to say, you guys are terrible like, fucking uh, singing that terrible song. Look like Marcus, even though I know they're twins, but it's just weird because I haven't seen Markeith in a minute. What if it is Did you Marcus. just say Markeith looked like Marcus? It looked like Markeith hey, and Marcus in the fucking jersey. Wait, hold on. Jersey. Hold yeah, on. Man, they're identical. Drop the beat. Drop the beat. Uh, who has been playing bad of late? <laughs> Marcus. Ah, and who has been playing much better of late? <laughs> well, uh, Markeith just came back. Telling you, conspiracy theory, baby. Marcus is like, you know what? Keith, hop on with these guys. I'm done with them. It ain't fun here no more. All right? You just got caught. I got free game. I'm going to go play with my boy Russ. <laughs> this will be fun. This will be fun. Now, ain't no one going to know. Just remember, his name's Shemi, not Semi. All right? Do you know they used to do that for like uh, for, for tests and yeah, shit in they high school? S- they still do it, and they did it against <laughs> the Celtics. They, still they do did it. it against the Celtics in, again, when they played the Wizards in 20, uh, was that 2016 or 2017? 17, yeah. 17. They did it against – they do it all the time. It's like a really bad ankle sprain. They're like, oh, he could be out for the series. Play the next game. Next game. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't play the next game, but his brother did. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, but he was, in the, he was back. Like nothing yep. had ever happened. Ironically. Anyways. Oh, by the way, Jordan Peele rebooting The Twilight Zone. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah TV that. show, That's bro. What's up. Yeah, yeah, looks dope. Uh, yeah, he's really into the horror thing, huh? Yeah, just, is, man, just cash, one of his things. Cashing them shit. Yeah, all his Key and Peele skits are like that, though. It's like the weird shit. Yeah, but, because you never thought that, though. You never thought that, though. No, you never thought straight horror. But like every every time, it would just like go like a little off. You're like, whoa, what the fuck is that? It's like when Get Out came out, like the first like preview for that, I was like, this is going to be like a big skit, right? This is what I thought right. it was. Anyways. Wow. <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns, 
was under the NBA's concussion protocol for two games after being in a car <laughs> accident last week. Timberwolves forward says that he's lucky to be alive. After Is he being, okay? Yeah, he's, I'm, I'm reading. I'm telling you what he's saying. Oh, he says man. he's lucky to be alive after being a passenger. I'm real. <laughs> after being in the passenger seat of a car that came to a complete stop to avoid another car accident in front of them, only to be hit by a semi-truck going about 45 miles oh, per hour. This leads me to one of my other pet peeves is the right-of-way on the road, guys. <laughs> Am I right? Can't we just all follow the right-of-way? No, no he's, one follows he's a, that. He's a dead grandpa. <laughs> dude, What's going on with you today, dude? Yeah, no one follows that thing. You're right. No, right. no, it's the worst. It's the worst. I'm, I'm, I'm driving. I know. I, I don't. Turn. I don't have the right of way. Do the and right I'm, thing. I'm, I'm like, you're, Wait, you're. Turn. I'm at a stoplight. I'm at a stop. I'm at a stop sign. And you're driving. And you decide to say, ah, oh, yeah. oh, come on, you come before I turn. <laughs> like, no, you have the right of way. You go. You go. I'll wait. Like, keep it moving. Once you go, keep moving. then I'll go. That's yeah, my turn. Yeah, yeah, don't fucking. Moving. You're not helping anybody. You're confusing things. Now I'm going to start to go, and you're going to go, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, hey. And we're both going to do that. And that's the right reason why right ways are created. And then the entire intersection doesn't know who has the right away. And then, then, then somebody just yeah, goes, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going. And then, <laughs> <laughs> then there's your accident. There's your accident. It's just if everyone followed the right away. One, one big clusterfuck. <laughs> always. Always. If everyone just followed the right away. Always. Always. Well, uh, Towns is scheduled to return this week, in case you were wondering, right? Good. Well, I'm happy he's okay. Timberwolves lineup. <laughs> I was really concerned there for but, a little bit. But speaking of the Timberwolves, have they officially been cursed? No, no, no. It's not, a, it's not a, another little B curse again. Mm. But in case you missed it, good old job rule. Put the mm. curse on the Timberwolves after being trolled by the uh, team's Twitter account following a 90s night halftime performance during... A Bucks Timberwolves oh, yeah, game in Milwaukee. This. Yeah, that didn't turn out too well. Where it appears that no one in the arena was feeling jaw that <laughs> night. <laughs> nope. And I got a, and I got actually got a little clip. Oh, nice. Got a little clip. It's been a while. I've been a little clip, but I got one. Oh, there you go. Just the Greek freaks just oh, shooting yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Just he's out there just getting he, his jumpers he, he, in. Give two fucks about jaw rule. <laughs> he's just like doing his jumper. He's like, hey, mother, mother. <laughs> he's like, got it. Yeah, this song was huge in Greece when I was 14. They said this is 90s night. So they brought out a 2000 artist. <laughs> but my album came out in 99, so I guess that counts. Sanchez, we ready? Crickets. Are we ready? Yeah! No. More crickets. I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> Why did he say I guess not? Like just go just start singing, man. Just pretend you know? Like you make it worse when you say that. Yo, this is why I don't but I think get- I think it was the combination of like the dude or DJ whoever didn't drop the track, so I guess expecting the crowd to go nuts. No, the DJ didn't play like the uh yeah, the, the, the back- crowd the crowd noise oh, that- to play. <laughs> yeah, bro, I don't get I don't get why any rapper would ever agree to do a halftime show. Hey man. Mace did a really good job in New York. No, you're competing with the acts of like uh, that lady who, who, yeah, who, dro- who throws plates up in the air, and little little ten year old kids running around shooting hoops right, in all. their pickup game. So this is this is what the Timberwolves. Like, ain't no one gonna watch that. This is what the Timberwolves tweeted out. Right, we too were hustled, scammed, bamboozled, hoodwinked, and the reason why that's funny because he said the same thing about the fire festival that was canceled or was never. Never came to fruition. It was a music festival that he was a part of. Hmm. And the guy who put it together is in jail right now, but Ja Rule isn't. And 
He tweeted out. Oh, didn't he? Um, they like sell fake tickets or something like that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a big scam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone like put. You know, it was mad money that got into it, and yeah. then the guy the who guy put just, it together, the guy just pocketed the dough. Yeah, <laughs> it was supposed to be him and Ja Rule. <laughs> yeah, that like you know put this together. So then he tweeted that out when and then basically when the it thing turned into a refugee camp on a <laughs> deserted <laughs> island. Pretty much, he said he had all these artists on. He yeah. never even made a nope. single phone call. Drake now. and a bunch yeah. of others or whatever. So then Ja Rule saw the tweet and was like, you just jinxed yourself talking to the God this way. Oh, jeez. You're cursed now. You won't win a championship for the next 30 years, and Cat is leaving. Apologize, and I'll lift the curse. Kiss of death. In quotes. <laughs> who, from the, who from the team is going to be like, you know what, guys? We got to apologize to Ja Rule. Like, guys. Get this curse lifted immediately. I mean, what if Shit. Ja Rule dies tomorrow and we don't get a chance to apologize? We're going to go 30 years without a championship. We got the Greek freak. Come on. Let's just play this one safe, fellas, okay? We don't know the powers these rappers can have nowadays. 30 years is a long time, I man. Mean, better apologize to Ja. Just no joke. Just, See what happened to Cassidy for him to say this. What's Imagine if Ja Rule was just like... We're 50 Cent right now. I'm going <laughs> to... No, no. Nah, nah. <laughs> Put something together. Something like so over the top. <laughs> Ooh, Ja. All of your fans will die. <laughs> <laughs> your stadium, your new stadium will explode. <laughs> Semi trucks everywhere, all over Minnesota. Just immediately gets investigated by the FBI. Yeah, it's like, bro, whoa. But yeah, that's a uh, that's not a funny joke. That's a terrorist uh, threat there. And uh, all, the, all I gotta do is apologize. <laughs> it's not even close to Jaru. <laughs> Pretty close. To, it's murder. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah so hello, hello. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, no, that fire, fucking ja that, that fire festival uh, uh, Yo, documentary but, is it's it's pretty funny. You guys so, check that out. It's on so Netflix. I used to like always be in the camp of like, yo, for rappers, like Ja Rule had some pretty fucking good songs. Like, why does everyone hate on Ja Rule? You love yourself some Ja Rule. I forgot. <laughs> I, I I mean, I he uh, wasn't bad. He wasn't bad. He's like your. He was alright. Poor man's DMX. His first his first album was good. First album was good. That was a good album. The first album was good. I mean, I'm not gonna say when yeah, he was getting on tracks with Ashanti, like I was yeah. like, yo, oh yeah. No, I'm saying, that was like pre Ashanti. Like his first album. His first album was good. DMX, Jay Z was on there. Yeah. Think Buster. And yeah. his, so he his had the potential uh, to be like, oh, he's the next his, guy. Uh, his, you know what? You know why I like Jaru? Ja I love his verse on uh, Jay Z's song. No, they can't. Can I get? Yeah. How you go get a rub? No. no. <laughs> yeah, we got you. Yeah. We got you. We know. Can we know. I get her? We know the verse. It ain't even a question. I'm about to overflows. I'm good to these battles. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was good. It's you easy. I'm telling you, man. I love that verse. <laughs> it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> the money for sure. Where would it go? Run it out. Run it out. I'm telling you, man. That was a sick verse. Sean was like, it's the next pocket. Yo. Yo. Yo, you're his new two twelve, job, twelve year old Sean running around rocking high, baby. <laughs> yeah, what would I be without you? Is <laughs> that new video uh, on TRL? It's awesome. And that's all I got, baby, for this edition of In Case You Missed It, the Jaw Rule Edition. Where's Ja? Yeah, let's get Ja on the podcast, bro. <laughs> Yo, he'd probably do it. Probably do it. <laughs> Yo. All we gotta do, Yo, is, all we gotta do is let's reach out to him. No, all we gotta do is threaten that we're gonna sue him because we had tickets for that fire festival. Be like, yeah. be like okay, 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 guys, I'll do it for free. I'll do it for free. Let's say we won't mention a fire festival once. I'll do it for free. I'll do it for free. It's <laughs> gotta come on the podcast, and we got he's got to perform at your wedding. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Paul would love that. Paul loves Ja Rule. Yeah, as long what? as he brings as long as he brings Shanti, man, I'm in, dude. <laughs> Fucking Ja Rule and Shanti and, and DR. Let's do it. Girl, your hips. It's just crickets. He's performing, it's just crickets, and Paul's the only one dancing. Like, yeah. yeah. Are you kidding me? If Ja Rule came to the wedding, we'd go fucking ape shit, bro. <laughs> Literally, everybody would be like, whoa! Ja Rule! <laughs> yeah, I don't okay. think there's been a single successful halftime show by a rapper. Yeah, I was kidding. That Mace performance was terrible. It was whack, right? But I, Remember I did, when 21 I Savage came out in Atlanta? That was awful, too. Remember when he couldn't find oh, a beat? Right. That was that was halftime. That's right. Nothing good happens at halftime because guess what? You literally are running out there and they like, like there's yeah, like no sound check. There's no sound it. check yeah. and you're like, play two songs, but they have to. Yeah. S- yeah. yeah. Hurry up because Giannis like, has to come out here and yeah, shoot yeah, around. Exactly. Yeah. Giannis didn't give two fucks. He's like, I'm shooting. Fuck yeah. it. The yeah, ball just bounces. You know, he asked. He asked like one person. He was just like, um, "I think you should probably wait." And he's just like, "Now I'm gonna go out there." Okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, like, go, who's, go ahead, go ahead. Who's, just, who's the that, artist? Just keep it down. Don't say. Who's the much. artist? <laughs> just don't say much. Like even the Celtics when they were when they their early two thousand years of yeah they had Blue try, Man Group out there, get, bro. No, but they were trying to get people to come to the, to the to the stadium, whatever. They would have that after the game. After they the have game. somebody perform yeah. after the game. They're like, "Oh, stick around after this twenty point loss." And you got fucking, the, I don't know, what was it? What, what was a popular band in the early twenty in the two thousand? Plain white tees. Plain white tees. <laughs> there you go. I actually think that happened. <laughs> yeah, <it did. laughs> I actually think like I fucking. I think I, I think, remember the plain I think white Neo tees. before Neo got yeah, Neo. Too. Neo yeah, was like that was yeah, a big one. Yeah. yeah. So there yeah. you go. I bet you there's a stay like, tuned for Neo. There's a bunch of Celtics fans that are like, yo, I remember Rihanna before she was even huge. I saw her at the fucking after the Celtics lost to the Magic. After the game, <laughs> Kelly Rowland. <laughs> after the Celtics Destiny's lose by twenty five, <laughs> the Celtics lose by twenty five, and Joe Green drops thirty. You know yeah, him. Special performance for you after the game. <laughs> you know him from Smart Guy. <laughs> What the fuck? That I mean, that little kid had like a little rap career out of nowhere from Smart Guy. <laughs> oh, I forget his fucking name. TJ uh, Sons. TJ, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ashanti. Uh, uh, but yeah. And I love how they're always like pl- <laughs> platinum artist, but Warner yeah. Brothers platinum recording artist. Like, oh, he's on Warner Brothers. Oh, <laughs> oh, my oh God. He's on, yeah, WWE with the frogs. <laughs> Shit, fucking made it. Give it up for Mandy Moore. (laughs) (laughs) Give it up for Nelly Furtado. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Boston. Let's go. You're beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) That's for sure. Yeah, man. Gotta love it. Can you imagine that is happening now. Timberland. You guys, you guys would just be trash and just waiting for after. Yo, let's go watch this concert. Fucking show. Show the performance. No, but you won't even know until you were there. Like, yo, stick around after the Celtics uh, get shitted on by thirty points. You got boys to men. What <laughs> 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 center court? <laughs> Reunion <laughs> tour. <laughs> Like, I paid $10 for my seat, and I got to see Boys to Men. Yeah, like, shit. for Mario. Mario. Lil Bow Wow. Telling you, man. <laughs> Telling you. And now, a little blast from the past, Lil Romeo. <laughs> like, Performing with his dad, it's like, Master P. Who wants to see this right now? <laughs> it's P. Miller now. Oh, my bad. Oh. <laughs> Yo, how many, how many times has, uh, how many times has, uh, 
uh, Pete Pablo performed at the fucking Charlotte Hornets games. Oh, By the way, hadn't I'm, heard I'm, I'm hadn't heard that song. that song. I'm sick of that fucking song. Uh, <laughs> hadn't heard that song in about ten years until All Star Weekend, when literally every time it was a commercial, every commercial break. North Carolina. That song did fucking bump back in the day, though. Oh yeah, that's true. Take your shirt off. Whip it around your head. I rock a real helicopter. I was like, whoa. Why? Like a. Oh, I know exactly what he's talking about. Like a helicopter. Oh. Oh, well, that's easy. I can do that. This one's for you. You? Us. Uh All right, we're out of here. Until next week. Uh, Later. Yeah. Hello, I'm Dan Lothian, host of the Behind the Media podcast on the CLNS Media Network. Along with Jimmy Young, we dive into the biggest media headlines each week with honest, informed, and sometimes irreverent perspectives. It's not all serious. We deliver information and entertainment. As we like to say on Behind the Media, we find the interesting in media so you don't have to go searching for it. Listen to our podcast and get prepped for the next trip to the water cooler. Subscribe to Behind the Media wherever you get your podcasts or find us on www.clnsmedia.com.